everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends swoon over romance novels while escorting you on in-depth plot recaps peppered with humor and banter. This week, let's start off with a Patreon shout out. Amanda B., you are the Tarasque, a fearsome, legendary, dragon-like mythological hybrid that has a lion-like head, a turtle shell, bear-like claws, and a scaly scorpion tail. You have poison breath, and some say that your eyes shoot flames, but mostly, people just super love you. In France, there's a whole town called Tarascon that pretty much worships you with parades and festivals. We don't blame them. You're incredibly cool, and you totally deserve it. If you want all of our bonus content, shoutouts, gifts, thank you cards, gift baskets, and more, head over to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast and sign up starting at just five bucks a month. And now we've got part two of You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. Here we go. Erin, hello. hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'm going to tell them what just happened. So <laughs> Mel- <laughs> Melody showed up to record in a very, in a be- what is a beautiful headband. It's nice. And I was going to wait to say something about your headband until we started recording. We were going to mm-hmm. start recording and I was going to say, mm-hmm. what a nice headband. So that the listener could know that you have a new headband and that yeah. it looks very nice. Right. But instead you said to me, I I got a new headband <laughs> if it had been three seconds and I hadn't complimented it. And then I said, yeah, I was going to wait to tell you I liked it when we started recording. And then instead of saying, oh, okay, and starting recording, you just leaned over and like presented it to the camera and waited. And batted my eyelashes. Thank you very much. How dare you not notice my eyelash bat? A, well, now I'm kind of resentful of the headband. Now I kind bat. of don't want to say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed me. You pushed me too far. I'm a thirsty compliment, bitch. I don't know what <laughs> really you want. Are. I don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah, Melody is definitely a fisher. Melody thrive from verbal pets. Yes. yes. Give them to me. <laughs> But it's not just you. If I had a dollar for every time I blatantly told somebody, I am fishing for a compliment right now, I would have a lot of dollars. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just got to tell people they don't pick up what you're putting down. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's nuts. You could tell me I look beautiful if you wanted. Any, you know, whatever. You do. You look beautiful. <laughs> I was just throwing out an example, but <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go, everybody. We're doing part two of... um, (laughs) (laughs) You had me at Ola. Listen, both of us read this whole thing two weeks ago because we thought we were going to do the whole... We thought this was a one-parter because it's snippy-snappy. 
but it turns out we loved it too much. But we loved it too much. So both of us are a little rusty on this plot, but we're gonna Actually, get right I'm, back into it. I'm pretty good on the plot. I listened yeah? to quite a bit of it today, and also the plot just like sticks into my brain because it's so good and delicious. Listener, I hope that you read it while we were on the break. I hope that you took the opportunity and read the book, okay? Yeah. Because you need to have it in you, you know? That's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. (laughs) That went to Mm -hmm. places that I wasn't. (laughs) Jasmine also needs something in her, and that is Ashton's penis. And that's what what almost just happened last night, but instead... He pumped it out on her tummy because he doesn't <laughs> want to have penetrative sex yet. And you know why? Lauren, because can yes. I tell you how weird, but also hilarious it is for me to have you, my grown-up lady friend, in my grown-up lady time, right? Mm-hmm. This is my grown-up lady time where I get to say whatever mm-hmm. the fuck I want and I get yeah. to be me with no... And then you, and then you just pull out tummy on me. Well, you he know just, why? He just gersplooged right on her tum tums, and you then he why? did a little. Because <laughs> I don't like. Here's the thing: I have a problem with that region of the body. I never know what to call it because I don't like saying stomach because I feel like stomach is an organ within. It is. It's like calling your chest your lungs, and there isn't a great name that's not stomach. For just abdomen? Ever abdomen, but yeah. what are you going to say? He splooged all over abdomen. Like that's a that's yeah. Rough. I guess that is getting more into like forensic pathologist territory. Yeah, there needs to be a good, just neutral word for yeah. that area that's not scientific sounding or toddler sounding. Her abs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. On, on her abs. I don't he, know. Though. I don't. Yeah, it's not I good. Know. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I think he mostly jizzed like over like because he was pumping it over her hips right wasn't he sure yeah so like yeah let's just know. change the narrative it yeah you, you yeah. splooge it all over her hips <laughs> her yeah pulpits. let's go back let's do another take no i'm just kidding we've never <laughs> done that in the that. history of the podcast all right <laughs> so he just splooged on up on her and then now it's the morning oh because no, last time not it is. It says, I am sorry. Here it says, when Ashton's alarm went off at five in the morning. No. That's where be- you told me to go because, in the book. No, because when he like, they, they got done with their bathroom stuff or whatever, she had her covers over her body and she said, please stay. And then he was like, everything in me is telling me to get the fuck out of here. But everything in me is also telling me to go to her. And so then he goes over and he spends the night and like she's also gobsmacked over the fact that he spent the night. Mm -hmm. And it's a big hot and a big sexy. And they did a big cuddle all night. And then his alarm did go off at 5 a.m. Take it, Aaron. I'm sorry. I thought we already talked about that. I thought we were at the we were in the next. We might have. I haven't edited the episode yet, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So that's all I really know is that alarm did go off. Then I will take it. (laughs) So then she's like, "It's five in the morning. What the fuck?" And he's like, "I get up at five every morning to go to the gym. You don't get these rock hard abs at 38 by slacking off." And so he gives her big smooches before he leaves because all he wants to do is hang out with her in bed for a few more hours. 
But not only does he have Jim, but he also has a phone date with his son, and he's not going to miss out on that for the world. Mm -hmm. And she also has like brunch with her family or something. So she goes and does that brunch. But he does, he takes a shower and like jerks off to her oh, to yeah, the idea of having had penetrative off. sex with her, which it was pretty it was a pretty good hot yeah. shower jerk off. It was just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, you're correct. So yes. he does do that super hot shower jerk off. Yeah. The, I think the most important thing about that scene is that while while he is jerking it, he's thinking like, <laughs> like not just how hot she is and how like good their chemistry is and all of that, but he's also like, I want to be there when she's happy. I want to be there when she cries. And he's like, ah, what is this that's coming out of my brain? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't wanted to be serious with anybody. And that includes Yadiel's mom, you know, like ever mm-hmm. since then. He ever since Yadiel's mom and and I think Yadiel is like eight. Mm-hmm. Eight. He hasn't had a relationship with anyone, like at all. So he's very floored by the fact that it already seems like he wants more with her. Hot, hot. Okay, so then she does go to that brunch with her family. It's a neat scene because her mom is the worst. <laughs> there mm. I said it. She's the worst. Mm-hmm. She's like the basically the messaging that she gets from her family is that she's she's less than if she's not married and procreating. Mm -hmm. So she's like thinking to herself, I was nominated for a goddamn daytime Emmy. And like the only thing my parents care about is that my womb has been empty up until this point. So, you know, she knows her family means well, but you definitely get the message that she doesn't feel super supported or understood by them. Mm-hmm. And like she takes a picture with the the waitress who's a fan. I cannot believe. Can I just tell you? I feel like what? she's doing bottomless mimosas wrong. What like, do you mean? She keeps on having to track down the ra- waitress for her next drink. No, you ask for a pitcher and then you just ask for more what? pitchers. No? A pitcher of mimosas? Yeah. Delish. I don't think I've ever in my life seen a picture that includes a, that has mimosas in it. Oh my gosh! I always, when I host brunch, there's always a picture of mimosas on the table. Maybe like at a person's house, but not at a restaurant. I've never seen a picture that has mimosas. We always ask for a picture. So this is something you specifically ask for when the bottomless mimosas begin. I mean, I guess, yeah. We're just like bring a picture because otherwise you're going to be basically running a marathon for the next two hours. Sure, sure. I yeah. mean, the bottomless mimosa is not something that has that is an Alaskan oh. <laughs> thing. <laughs> Fair, but when I lived in D.C., it was, and I just don't remember the picture. I do remember there was a place where we used to get strawberry margaritas in New Orleans, mm. and I had a friend Tim that would order the strawberry double strawberry margarita pitcher which is you know for the table and just put a straw in it so we would all get a strawberry margarita and then he would get the pitcher and like with the crazies he would bring his own like long crazy straw it was great anyway incredible okay all right so anyway then he comes over that night because they need to run lines yeah, they do. Yeah, they need to run lines. We talk about their families a little bit. She tells him how her parents are kind of yeah. like underwhelmed with her career choice and her life choices. And he says that his parents think every single little thing he does is like totally winning an brilliant. Oscar. 
So he wants to actually win one, you know, because like he feels like then he'll live up to what what they already think he is. It's very cute. It's very sweet. Um, But then two scenes in, he's distracted, you guys. He's not there. He's not acting. Uh, Yeah, you know why? Because she's wearing a romper with nothing under it. (laughs) Like, like half this book is about how, like, her tits are so big and stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, what? No bra under that romper? If you have big boobs and you're able to Uh conceal that you're not wearing a bra in a romper, let me know how you do that. Because I I don't know how you're smuggling those strawberry creams. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's a callback to a, a older episode. Yeah. A very old episode. Yeah. Dear Bridget, I Want You by Vi Keelan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where a hero called them strawberry creams. <gasps> and and then it. she's not wearing any underpants either. Yeah. She's just fully commando under that romper. I love it. Love I loved it. it too, but it kind of blew my mind that he didn't know it immediately. I know, right? So anyway, she's like you know, where are you? What's the matter with you? And then he's just like, it's on DM. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And he's it's- like, forget yesterday. I want to put my penis in your vagina. Oh, I, I don't it. know what I was thinking. Right? I want it in there. I didn't know what he was thinking either. And she's like, I am super fucking down with that. Mm-hmm. And so they go into the bedroom and he posts her up right against the wardrobe, like looking into the mirror. Woo! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, where are the condoms? And she's like, drawer, go get them. Blah. And so he goes <laughs> and gets condoms. And then it also says he picks up the lube because he knows she likes it. I think it's this uh-huh. scene. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. So he comes back and they do some really, really hot mirror doggy sex it's really good and for their like quote unquote first time you know like i know they already had sex but it's kind of like extra special because it's penetrative i really commend alexis daria for being like you know what we're gonna do for the first time we're gonna do bent over doggy style in the mirror sex and she manages to make it very sweet and very intimate and very Mm -hmm. very very hot very good scene good job very hot yeah. Good job, Nice ma'am. work, Alexis Thank you. Daria. We appreciate you. We salute you, frankly. We salute you. <laughs> so then she's a big noodle salad afterwards. And so he yes. carries her over to the bed. And then she sort of dozes. And when she wakes up, he's leaving. He's got his clothes on and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is happening right now? And he says, oh, he also calls her Querida, right? My dear, I think. Isn't this where he... Oh, is that in this one? In the mirror. Yeah, he called... She's like, where did you go? And he's like, I'm right here, querida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. it's a big... Uh, hot, hot stuff. And sweet. Ooh, gosh. Mm-hmm. So he says, if I stay over tonight, neither of us are getting any sleep, and we need our mm-hmm. beauty sleep for camera times. Mm-hmm. And so he fucks off, and she's like, I guess that's fine. Like, I'm sure it's fine. And really, she's just floored by the fact that he called her that endearment. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, first, I asked him to stay, and he did. And then second, he looked me right in the eyes, and he called me querida. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. Then they start spending all the time possible together when they're on, not on set. 
They're just always together. Yeah, it's it's very montagey. And then I guess the next big thing that happens is the Latin arts. Yeah, thingamajigger. Yeah, there's a Latin arts awards, and Jasmine and their two co-stars Nino and Lily are getting awarded like part of their thirty under thirty category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's going to come with an interview and all of that, and she didn't even tell him about it. And so he walks over to like the group and he's like, what's going on, youngsters, essentially? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are kids high school kids? These days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to this thing and you can come if you want. And it's really exciting. One of the things I love is that like throughout this book, he's like worried that he's washed up and like old. And that he's past his prime of being able to really break into American television and all, you know, right. go do the Hollywood movies and all that kind of thing. And dotted throughout the book are people being like, my grandma loves you. Yeah. <laughs> and in this scene, you know, it's like, oh, I'm so glad. Like when she invites him to go and uh-huh. he says, I realize I'm skipping forward, but he's like, yeah, I'll go to the Latin arts awards thingy, even though I, it's not really my scene. Nino's like, oh, I'm bringing my mom, yeah, and she was love to meet you. <laughs> she loves you. She's such a big fan. She loved when you were that Duke of Love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I love how that's dotted throughout the book yeah. of like everyone's mom and grandma is really into him, but like no one themselves <laughs> is into him. It's the best. It's really great. So anyway, she knows that he doesn't like crowds and being out and about and like being a celebrity essentially in public, and so she's like, you don't have to go. And then it. In his inner monologue, he's like, yeah, I definitely don't want to. Like, this is not my thing. But it says something like Ashton was quickly realizing that anything that involves supporting Jasmine was his thing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also specifically, he says he gets nervous. He has anxiety in crowds. Yes. Which I I also have. I really don't like a big big crowd. Right. So I, I can understand that. But he, I think, says that to her. I think he says it Mm -hmm. before he goes that he has crowd anxiety. Yeah. Well, and he definitely says it to the publicist while he's there. Oh, right. Okay. He's like double fisting gin and tonics all night to like try to try to calm (laughs) himself. Essentially, he's like in the corner looking out the windows, double fisting gin and tonics. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. (laughs) I hear your words. I see you looking at me. One time when we were at a wedding. A specific night. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Tell it. Go ahead. One time when we were at a wedding, (laughs) Aaron and I both decided that gin and tonics were our drink of the night. Mm -hmm. And so at one point, I thought she was coming back with drinks for both of us, but it turned out, no, Erin was coming (laughs) back with two gin and tonics for herself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that did happen. But also, Tanya was there, and Tanya was trying to get me very drunk. You guys, like, listen, I had had gotten married and divorced in, like, a 10-day period, and I had come back to town and we were going to have a bachelorette party for me. And oh, then, that's right. I and then I, had, that. I was I was already broken up with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so we had like a divorcerette party. Mm-hmm. And then Tanya brought, I think I was Tanya's date to this wedding. Yep. I basically crashed this wedding and yep. she was trying really hard to get me just plastered. Yeah. So she was also like bringing me drinks when I already we had drinks. all... 
doing that. Yeah. May I say another feature of this uh-huh, shit please, show night? Please, please. Was that <laughs> Melody had no <laughs> options. Being lactose intolerant and vegetarian mm-hmm. at the time had no food options uh-huh. at the wedding. <laughs> but there was a candy bar. So she just kept filling her plate with with candies. With and she it just like and nuts and candies. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, what a messy, sloppy time. Oh god, it was so good. And there is a picture of us with Aaron double fisting gin and tonics <laughs> and me looking very concerned in the background. <laughs> You guys can find it. If you scroll way, way back on our Instagram, yep. I shared it at one point for Melody's birthday. I was like, find you a friend who like is this concerned about you when you look like this. Wait, did we yep. also did we also share the the ride back photo in the car where you look That's like a I... tortured Ukrainian orphan? <laughs> 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 That's the one I was referring to. We definitely yeah, we shared a several photos from that evening, I believe. <laughs> that's one of my favorite pictures of all time i look so unhappy (laughs) that's what happens to me anytime i drink every time i'm like you know what i'm gonna do get drunk which is so rare for me as soon as it happens i'm like oh no this is drunk i hate drunk like oh i hate being like this every time yep okay okay everybody here's what happens all right so he is at this place, double fisting gin and tonics. And yes. the publicist lady comes over and she's like, hey, you look miserable. And he's like, bada bang, ba bum, I am. <laughs> and so then he watches Jasmine and them do the interview in front of everyone. And he's just like super into it because Jasmine is so charming and she is so smart. Yes. And she's so effortlessly vulnerable that she's just got the Mm -hmm. crowd like on the edge of their seats oh it's just so beautiful then as soon as she sees his face when she comes back to their group she sees you know his whole thing and she's like oh (gasps) i'm so tired so so sleepy (laughs) oh i get that I got the sleepies all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But they have to do photos and other things. And so they finally get back to the hotel like an hour and a half later or something. And as soon as the door closes, she like hugs him and she's like, oh, you hated it. You hated it. I'm so sorry. You hated it. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, I hated it, but it was important to me to support you. And I'm an adult. I made that decision. You didn't make me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so a bo- it's a hot. big mature and, and I think it's that hot. night that he tells her about the stalker, right? Yep. Yeah. So I think we already said in the last episode, but he had a stalker that broke into his house and he kind of tells her that's where his anxiety problems come from. Right. And the, the privacy stuff. Right. And the important thing about this scene in particular is that it's the first time that he's told anybody who wasn't directly involved in it. Mm-hmm. Nobody outside of his nuclear family and his legal team knows this happened. And so not only is it a big step for him opening up this much, but he also has the realization because he's he's telling the story without mentioning Yadiel and the fact that the stalker actually broke into Yadiel's nursery window specifically mm-hmm. and he found him like standing over his infant mm-hmm. so he's telling it without that part and he realizes oh that was a really scary section but it's also oh, like even if 
Yadiel didn't exist, Mm -hmm. it would still be a very scary thing. And it's okay to still be scared, honestly, Mm -hmm. even if if my son wasn't involved. So it's a really, I don't know, it's a really cool thing for him to... I guess, realize that he he would have been personally impacted by it, whether or not right. Yadiel was there. And then he asks her, he's like, what happened with this McIntyre douche? And she's like, well, we dated and I thought he was going to a pop-up concert, but I found out via tabloid that he was going on vacation with my doppelganger. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and my nemesis, Kitty Sanchez, is the one who broke the story. And it was like a whole thing. And then he goes, don't take this the wrong way, but that's it? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's all it was. I just dated a guy and then he cheated on me in public. And he can't believe this whole huge tabloid mm-hmm. craziness happened just because of, you know, the actual facts. Like, mm-hmm. because the tabloids up until this point have been painting her as like desperate and all the things they do to women in public in that way. There's this great passage that's like, she talks about how he's like one of those really charming guys that makes you feel like you're the only one in the room. Yeah. And she was just so excited that somebody loved her that much like she was just so excited that somebody was like that into her and she just really wanted somebody to love her like that and then when you know two three weeks later that turned out to be kind of just a veneer that really hurt her as well and that's just i thought that was just a beautiful little part of the of the book yeah absolutely all right so then he asks her if he can stay. Mm-hmm. And that's a very big sweep. But then they get they get they get all they get all messed up in their brains. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He particularly gets all messed up in his brain. Yes. Because after she tells him this, he's like, Oh my God, I've been worried about what will happen to me if tabloids get a whiff of our relationship. Mm-hmm. But I realize that like that's going to pale in comparison to what happens to her mm-hmm. if people find out about this relationship. And so he decides that he has to put distance between them and back off because he doesn't want that to happen to her. And he doesn't want to hurt her, basically, because he realizes that he has to he has to do it. So you guys, Melody just took off the headband and it's like a whole different person. I know. It's a really good headband. It's a I'm great headband. You, you look yeah. like shit now. Terrible. Really bad. Awful. I know. Can't even look I at just the screen. Like me again. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Just regular Melody. Headbandless. Terrible. <laughs> Ugh. All right, All right. Yeah. And then I don't think anything bad happens to her brain, though. I don't remember. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're just like all, they're scared. They're scared people, you know? They're scared. Yeah. And so then she has to go to the Bronx for a barbecue. Yeah. But he, she wakes up in the morning. He's left her a note that's like early flight to Puerto Rico. I'm gone. Yeah. Doesn't even wake her up to say goodbye. He's freaking out. That's true. Anyway, so yeah, she goes to the Bronx. Oh, yeah, because he's he says to himself, he didn't mean physical distance, but just telling the story and everything made him need to see his family, like made mm-hmm. him need to like put hands on them and realize that like they're definitely safe. So yeah, she goes to a family barbecue in the Bronx and she tells her cousins that she had sex with him. The best sex of her life. She says. Yeah. 
And they're like, oh, I'm so excited. And she's like, no, it's fucking up my leading lady plan. And uh, why am I like this? Oh, this is when her brain gets squirrely. Yes, okay. absolutely. Because they say like, we don't have very good examples and gender roles in our in our family aren't great. And so, you know, we're all we're all messed up as far as what we think romantic relationships should be or something like that. And then her cousin is a big giant dick bag. One of the dude cousins, not the good cousins. No, One Sammy, the cousins. Sammy, the dude cousin. Yeah. Although and he's like solid joke is it's a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, hey, is uh, McIntyre going to put a ring on it or did he just Mac and tire? Ah, get I get it. Ah! I thought it was pretty solid joke. joke. Yeah. I mean, great joke. Good for Sammy. I never would have come up with it. No, never. No. Anyway, so she freaks out and she's like, that's why I don't want to live here. Sammy, get out of here, you <laughs> bag of dicks. And then they get drunk in the basement, which is really fun. Yeah. Okay, so then they're back to work on Monday. He's got a family co- conversation, too, where his dad oh, yeah. is kind of like, you know, you've got a lady. Like, his family right. is very like, go live your life. We're fine here. Invite somebody right. into your heart. Why are you, you know, like, you don't need to be like this. His family is weirdo. very much like that. Anyway. And his son is like, Dad, bring me to Nueva York. Yeah. Can I go see that big giant apple? Yeah. I want to see it. Uh-huh. I read a book about it. A, a, a dog taxi. Nope. Yeah. Taxi, a taxi dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> a dog and then, taxi. And then, uh, <laughs> I want that children's book now. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, my God. What is the hero's name? Oh, no. Ashton. Ashton is like, you know, just there's no talking dogs in New York. And like, poor Yadriel's just like, I know it's just a story. It's a a children's book, Dad, about like, I know there's no talking dogs. I just want to go there because that's where you work. (laughs) And also it's where the book takes place. What an idiot. (laughs) Don't be a weirdo, Dad. So good. Yeah, so he he relents and he's like, all right, Yeti, I'll, I'll figure it out. And he is like, I don't know how to do this because I don't want anybody finding out about my secret son and, you know, my whole thing. But he's going to do it because he is starting to enjoy New York and he wants his son to to experience the city that he likes now. Oh, probably because of Jasmine and her magic pussy. <laughs> and her those- and those big giant boobs that stay perky in rompers. <laughs> those big giant <laughs> boobs that stay perky in rompers. <laughs> that is the perfect like set of boobs. If you if I you mean. can have big boobs that stay perky in a romper, that's like the yeah. perfect set, right? But then disaster yeah. strikes. Oh, but then disaster. But then disaster strikes. Were you about to say disabster? <laughs> <laughs> Next time someone gets know. stabbed at a book, we have to call it a distabster. It's a distabster. <laughs> what are we reading next? Oh, somebody might get stabbed in pestilence. That's possible. Seems oh, stabby. Distabster. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Kitty Sanchez, yeah. the journalist, writes a story about it. A says big expose. Says rebound. Um, <gasps> Jasmine's smooching up on, 
Ashton. And here's... Is it a threesome? No. Is it a love triangle? I was going to say, different. definitely no one even asked that. But Melody. <laughs> Only Melody. Only me. Um, <laughs> but they have the photo. Remember that bitch in that grocery store? That gelato grocery yeah. store bitch? She took a photo of them when they were dancing to Whitney Houston in the grocery store. And then a there's rump. photos of them being kind of close at the Latin arts Schmirschmirsch. Right. All these photos are together and they're like rebound and like the picture in the grocery store is particularly damning because it looks very intimate, like they're shopping in the morning. You know, it, it doesn't it looks yeah. like they're a couple for sure. It looks like they need some eggs to make some omelets after <laughs> some hot, hot sex is yes. what it looks like. Okay, she does note, however, because he comes in and he's freaking out. Mm -hmm. So he's like, everybody thinks that we're fucking, yeah. basically. And, and like, she goes, are. hey, Ashton, we are, though. And he goes, yeah, but I don't need anybody else knowing that. Yeah. And she's like, that's uh, okay. I'm going to put that away. He's yeah. never had this happen to him before. It's okay. It's okay. But he's just like, we've got to put this down. Like, he has this, like, very, yeah. It's it's a very, yeah. very strong reaction that does hurt her feelings. I guess it's interesting because he does mention that in the past he's had fomances for mm -hmm. publicity. But that's different. But I guess, well, and I guess with her in particular, she's such a tabloid magnet mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to be linked to her but it's different. When right? it's a fomance, it's something that you can control. Like you and your publicist right. are controlling the narrative of that. And you're not That's invested true. necessarily unless, you know, it's a fake relationship that turns into a yeah. real one. You're not necessarily Ooh. invested in that other person's right. feelings and privacy and all of that stuff. So it's it's something that you put out in the world because you wanted it in the world, not something that's invading yeah. your space, which I think feels a lot different. Yeah, that's true. All right. So anyway, he sort of freaks out and the publicist is like, listen, we can just deny, 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 and it will still drum up good press for the show. So it is okay. That's what we're doing. So then she does read the article and she's like, girl, Kitty Sanchez. But as she's reading it, she realizes that Kitty like puts an, an extra lot of information in about the show and about the Latinx Awards mm -hmm. and... You know, a bunch of stuff that I guess Jasmine wouldn't have expected from like a smear piece, you know, mm -hmm. but she's still like super fucking pissed about it. So she realizes that her leading lady plan is way off course anyway, and she has a feeling that he is going to pull away from her and she's like, I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to encourage mm -hmm. him to pull away from me and I'm going to focus on me. And I'm going to get back to the leading lady-ness of my life. And he does. He's like, I'm not going to be around this week. I can't yeah. see you because I'm so busy. He tries to cancel his family trip to New York. And his dad's like, mm -hmm. no, you're not going to do that because yeah. the kid already knows about it and is very excited yeah. about it. And her heart is like breaking. Mm -hmm. But so she is plays his. it off like it's fine. He's breaking his own heart. Yeah, it's true. HB's. There is a new book from Helen Hart out tomorrow called Follow Me Darkly. It's the first in a three-book series that will chronicle Skye and Brayden's epic love story and Skye's erotic awakening. Here's the description. I've always been a control freak, but he makes me crave submission. 
Working for a hotel heiress and social media influencer may not be my dream job, but at least it allows me time to do what I really love, take photographs. Pretty good for a wholesome farm girl trying to make it in Boston. Life may not be easy working for a diva, but at least I know what to expect. Until blue-collar billionaire Braden Black strides into the office. He's beyond handsome and sexy, but also domineering with a hard edge. I'm not sure why he's interested in me, but within a few weeks, he's showing me a world I never knew existed. He's opened up a side of me I can only face in the dark, and it's quickly becoming an obsession. How can I give up something this addictive, even if his secrets could ultimately destroy me? Publishers Weekly says, Heart spins erotic gold out of the undefined relationship between a dominant, emotionally distant Boston billionaire and a girl-next-door Midwesterner, and that readers who like their romance with a dominant and sexy edge will devour this addictive series launch. Fair warning, as this is book one of three, this one ends in the cliffhanger. I've included buy links in the show notes, so go get yours now. The next thing is they haven't seen each other for like four days because he legitimately did have to go like be at a recording studio right. to because he's oh, a yeah. singer on the show or whatever. Yeah, they're so doing a CD Latin pop song of the characters' Woo! Latin pop songs, which I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the idea of a CD of the characters' rock songs recorded by the actor. Oh my god. What a great soundtrack. That's a soundtrack I would purchase. Yes. At that point. Like if Gina Rodriguez. I bought the book. I bought the Jane the Virgin oh, book. Yeah. I read it. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So then when he gets back to set, the next thing they're going to do is they have to record. They have to record. They have to film. They do not have a podcast. They're on a TV show. They're filming a kiss that was choreographed like a week ago. And it's supposed to be like a deeper, more emotional kiss Mm -hmm. because it's right after his character has told the whole world that he has suffered from depression and anxiety and he's been seeking treatment. And, you know, is this the one that's on the steps? They're on like the steps. Yes. Yes. On the stoop. Mm -hmm. Oh, a stoop stoop kiss, Aaron. Mm -hmm. The step stoop. Anyway, so she, um, so he's trying to find her because he just wants 10 minutes with her. And he tells himself that he wants to see her because he needs to tell her about the recording stuff. But then he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I haven't seen her in four days and I miss her whole being. Mm-hmm. I just want to see her. I just want to have like a private minute before we have to go on camera and give ourselves away to the world. Ah! Hmm. But he can't find her. And then he starts getting really anxious because he's immediately starts thinking like, Something happened. She's not okay. She must be like not safe somewhere. So she shows up at the call time and she's like, Hey, Ashton, like playing it super cool. Mm-hmm. He's like, Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. I couldn't find you anywhere. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> no, it's not like that. He's just a little bit short with her. Yeah. So then the next chapter is we watch the whole scene on the stoop where they do the big kiss. And this is one of the moments where his personal thoughts and the character's thoughts start blending together in a really beautiful way on the page. Mm -hmm. And so he's in this really vulnerable place for his character. 
And then he starts thinking like, I've got it. You want me to just read it? Oh, yeah, please, please. He lifted her chin and gazed into her. And <laughs> she, ah, that's what the problem was. She lifted her chin and gazed into his <laughs> eyes. Then with her free hand, she cupped his face and kissed him. The kiss was slow, languid as if they had all the time in the world, as if they weren't sitting on the stoop of her parents' home where anyone could see them, as if they were just two normal people, as if his own family weren't on the way their way to New York that very minute, oh. as if they were in charge of their own lives, as if they weren't surrounded by crew members, as if this kiss hadn't been choreographed down to each touch and sigh. When they slowed to catch their breath, Victor looked at her with a question in his eyes. I don't know what we do, Carmen said in response, her voice husky. But this opening up, letting people in, even if it's just to carry the burden of the knowledge, it's a start. And you are not alone, Mia Moore. Mm. And then it says he really wants to kiss her again, but that's not in the script. And so he just nods his head and stands up with her. Ugh, so beautiful. (sighs) Okay, so then after the scene is over, she goes to her trailer and she's already planned to meet Nino and Lily to go get like margaritas at a taqueria around the corner mm-hmm. and oh, I get so they show up around the corner right What's now up? i want to do that i'm so oh, sorry God. as soon as you said taqueria, i was like oh no i'm so hungry all of a sudden sorry <laughs> listen sorry. to me keep going They're it just flew out of me my <laughs> favorite i know my favorite taqueria is in jersey city and i haven't been there in so long it and it is so a good crime. a taco anyway it is a big crime. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go to Zala's Burrito Express after this. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then there's like this quiet knock, knock, knock. And so she goes over and he's like, Jasmine, I. But then he looks over his shoulder and he sees the castmates and he's like, oh no. And they're like, hey, no. want to come to Margarita's? <laughs> But you know, when she opens the door and she sees him and she gasps because he looks so beautiful there Ugh. and the sight of him there caused an answering tug in her uh, in her solar plexus, some combination <gasps> yes. between desire and yearning. He was so handsome and with his own face freshly washed, dressed in a simple T-shirt and jeans. But it wasn't his sex appeal that made her gasp. It, it was it was the recognition and surprise, the feeling of there you are. I've been waiting there you for are. you. But she hadn't been waiting because she didn't think he'd come except that he had. And what was it he'd said earlier? Where were you? Had he been looking looking for for her? her? (laughs) Oh, my God. They're in love. They're in love. Anyway, that's a a beautiful passage. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Anyway, so he's like, I just came to say goodnight. Mm-hmm. And then as he turns around, she whispers his name. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he says, goodnight, querida. And then like rushes away double time. Oh, my God. So then Ashton goes to the short term rental just to like check on his family because they just arrived. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately goes back to the hotel. He means to press the button for his floor. but. He just presses the button for her floor and then he's outside of her door and he doesn't know what he's doing. And then he knocks on the door and then she answers it. And I don't think anybody says anything. I think she just like steps back so that he can come in. Mm-hmm. 
And he's yeah. like, were you sleeping? And she's like, I can't sleep. She had a glass of and wine and real housewives going. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then he sits down on the couch and he feels like she's just about to ask him, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And he says to himself, like, I don't even know how to answer that question. And so he just goes in, I think, for the kiss. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It, it's just on. It's on. It's just like as soon on. as they're alone together, it's on. Yeah. And so then he goes down on her. Yes. Like an absolute champion. Champion. And then she immediately drops down to her knees on the floor and goes down on him. And he thinks to himself, this is it. This is how I die. Yep. And then just as he's about to come, she gets up with like and straddles his lap. And she and so in Spanish, mm-hmm. she says, she says, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And she and he can't. He's so excited that she's comfortable enough to try to dirty talk with him in Spanish. Oh, mm-hmm. and then. He's like, he's like, you, I want, I need. And then he thinks to himself, all of you. But then he can't bring himself to say it. And so he just like palms her cunt and <laughs> is like, I want this. <laughs> this, this is what I want. This thing. This right here. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, well, then we need a condom. And so she rips off his pants and he gets the he gets the um the condom out and then like she finishes undressing while he goes to the bedroom and gets some lube mm-hmm. because he knows she likes it you guys mm-hmm. so he brings it back and they have some super super hot couch sex mm-hmm. and uh, it like i don't know <sighs> it's it's really good it's really it good but then like then afterwards <sighs> it, he gets all weird again and he, it says, it says like the world like slowly crept back into his mind. Like this was so great, yeah. but like he can't do it because of his son, and it's just and because of her, and because they don't own their own lives. Which like, yes, you do. Yeah, you do, <sighs> Melody. Why can't these crazy kids just work it out? I don't understand. I know. I know. Okay, so so he wanted to. I'm I'm reading my notes now. Um. Okay, so he wants her in his life. And he wants to love her and be loved in return, but his career and her fame and his son. And then she says, I didn't expect to see you tonight. And he's like, I was trying to stay away. And she says, I was trying to let you stay away. And he's like, you were? You What? What? And she's like, (laughs) yeah, but then you showed up at my trailer looking like all kinds of hot and sexy and delicious. And, And he's like, he thinks to himself that, I should not love that as much as I love that, but I love that. Ooh. And then he, and then she like turns to him and she goes, are you going to stay? And then he thinks I shouldn't stay. I shouldn't stay. And he looks at her and he says, I'm going to stay. Okay. But so then disaster strikes again. Second disaster. Strikes. <laughs> they find out that he has a son and there's pictures and it's a whole thing what is this the one that has the pictures of him and his kid at a yankees game yes hey guys i don't know you listener i don't know you personally listen, but listen all you celebrities out there if you happen to be a celebrity who's trying to hide <laughs> your love child your eight-year-old love child don't yeah. take him to a yankees game 
Maybe not one or of those. Or if you do, like, put a mustache on him or something. <laughs> you know? Put him on somebody's shoulders with, like, a trench coat. Like, I, I don't understand how he was like, how did they find out? When he, like, blinked. He's a celebrity and he went to a Yankees game. I know. Anyway. But do That's take all. your kid to a Yankees game if you're not a celebrity. That sounds really sure. fun for a kid. Sure. To do. Yeah, Mets Stadium is also very nice. I don't know your life, Melody. Don't do this right. to me. I don't know the politics what are you of this. About? I, I don't no politics. Oh God! I thought you were like not the Yankees and like I don't care. I give no shits. No. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> no. You were trying to be like, but the Mets. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even no. know what sport it is. Okay. Good. No, I was not. Is the okay, Mets anyway. the one that has the big baseball head? Yes. That his uh, head Mr. is Met. a baseball. Mr. I Met. went to a wedding with him <laughs> that had him. Oh, there. Pardon me? Was at the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Mr. Met. Why was Mr. Met at the wedding? I think he was paid to come. They love a Met. He was a wedding guest at the wedding. I assume that he was compensated for it. I don't think he was just that good of friends with my friend. I don't Incredible. know. But yeah, I wow. met him at a, a wedding. The Met, the Met baseball head. Yes. Man. All right. So <laughs> they're actually on set <laughs> when they find out. And so they like finish shooting or whatever. And he goes off to the side and the showrunner stops him and is like, uh, they're saying you have a son? Mm-hmm. Question mark. And he's like, ah, they found out I'm a celebrity and I brought my son to a city where paparazzi always stalk me and I took him to a baseball game and now everybody knows and, and they know about the stalker fault. and the break in and oh, everything yeah. everything everything yeah and I think who who the lady was even no maybe mm-hmm. oh no they don't he gets no, a text from her don't. that's like leave me the fuck out of it and he's like yeah yeah I don't you are a monster yeah. it seems like anyway (laughs) no she just she just knows her boundaries you know i guess so anyway then so he's like freaking out because he's like my son is no longer safe he no longer has any anonymity this is terrible but then jasmine walks into his dressing room (sighs) and bitches throwing down she throws the magazine at him and she's like you did not tell me. Why didn't you tell me? I thought that you trusted me. I, you know, I was, I think she says something like, I let you inside me. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. you think that I deserve a something more than this? And I get it. It it makes perfect sense for this character's current emotional landscape. It sure. makes no sense, like, as a human in the world. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a rational reaction no but because her whole thing is like i got broken up with via tabloid and now i'm finding out that like you have this love child via tabloid and like again it makes perfect sense for jasmine not the way i would react yeah if you have melody if you have a son who's eight years old who doesn't live with you that like i i just I feel like if you have a son who's eight, who doesn't live with you, who, mm-hmm. and and we are not necessarily an exclusive couple and we've had sex right. three times, I don't need to know about that. Yeah. Son. And we've, and we've been together for like three weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, if the kid lived with him, I might feel differently. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I don't think so. I, I just feel like that's no. not information you need right off. 
I agree. I agree with you. Definitely. Yeah, especially because he looks at her and he says, like, I didn't just hide it from you. I didn't hide him from you only. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not the only person who I hid it from. I just, I want to say this out loud. I'm not implying that because his child lives far, he has, like, a less close relationship with his child. What I'm trying to say is it's more likely that you as a new romantic partner might run into that child. And so you need to know early and often that child exists so that you don't step out, so that you can have that discussion of, of, you know where and how like you can't come over because i don't introduce my kid to people that's what i meant logistically yes you're not gonna know about the child because logistically the child doesn't matter early in a relationship right if they're far away why why if the child lives with you it's it's more important okay okay yes so she's like i can't believe you didn't tell me this and uh, burp 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 and she says that i've did enough guys that don't care about me to know that you do (sighs) And that makes it even worse. It's a it's a big bad. And so as she also I loved this so much. She frames this whole fight in terms of their intimacy coordination. Mm-hmm. And just she starts and she's like, first context, you have a <laughs> fucking child that you didn't tell me about. Second communication go mm-hmm. you need to start talking <laughs> he's like he's like oh god but also he's kept this secret for so long that he like doesn't even know how to begin talking about yadiel to other people mm-hmm. and so he sort of clams up and he she feels like frozen out i think you mm-hmm. know and she's just super heated and she's got to go then the family so then yadiel's like i want to come to set i want to come to see your work yeah so his whole family is like, whoop, whoop. Yeah. We we're don't have to open. live in the shadow. We're shadows. not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, absolutely not. And then Ignacio, his dad, is like, you know, why not? There's there's literally no reasons why yeah. not now. Let us come and see your work. It would be really cool for him to see like a real TV show set. So they do. And then, of course, Jasmine is really sweet with him. And really sweet with his dad, too. Oh, yeah. She fits right into the family. They meet at craft services and they sit down together and she talks to him all about Marvel movies and all the things. And they eat all the food. Oh, Oh, and he's standing back being aloof and just sort of watching everything. Mm -hmm. And she hates that. Yadiel loves her. And then he asks, Yadiel asks if um, she'll come on the tour that Ashton's going to give them later of the set. And she says, like, maybe, but she might have to film something because she doesn't want to let him down. But she can also see that Ashton does not like that idea. And then as he's leaving, Yadiel launches himself at her and Mm -hmm. gives her a giant hug and a kiss on the cheek. And Ashton, like, as they're leaving the room... Ashton looks over his shoulder and just gives her this absolutely anguished look. Mm-hmm. And it is a big sad. So this is where she realizes that she has fully fallen in love with him. Mm-hmm. And she can't keep on being like pretending to not be into him in public while being with him in private. Mm-hmm. And so she decides she has to draw the line and not cross it. Oof! I don't want them to do that. You could draw the line and not cross it, or you could draw the line and go all the way over it. The problem is straddling the line, Jasmine. 
Why right. why not just go all the way over the line and then you could be Here's happy. Here's my proposal, have Jasmine. Yes. Here's my proposal. <laughs> you just draw a line in a circle around you and Ashton and your whole families. Mm-hmm. Well, just so the line sweet. goes in a circle around you. Oh, you just, should draw you that should line. write a book and make that like a metaphor in it. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You can have it for your next book. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Ashton hates this. He's like, she was so wonderful with my family. And he completely, oh, because he completely regrets not telling her. And we forgot to tell you, dear mm-hmm. sweet listener, who we mm-hmm. love so much. Mm-hmm. We forgot to tell you to your face that earlier he was like super, super close to telling her about Yadiel. And then oh, he pulled a, himself back. A couple back. of times. A couple of times. Because he trusts her so much. He, he just wants to tell her funny stories. Like things will remind him. Yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, my son. My son, Chad. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, he says that he he thinks to himself that he wants to figure out a way to make it up to her even though nothing has changed and so he can't he can't try to make it up to her and get her hopes up for the future. It's awful. And then he realizes that episode 8 requires a makeout scene and he doesn't know how to deal with that. Like as like a real sexy one. Like a hot and sexy makeout scene. May I read it to you? Please. Ahem. <clears throat> When Victor broke the kiss, Carmen started unbuttoning her shirt, desperate to touch him, but Victor had other ideas, dropping yeah, to yeah, his yeah, knees. Yeah. And this is going to be on like a regular, like a Netflix show. I was like, oh, this is like some, this um, is some pretty Netflix sexy stuff. Netflix is sexy. Yeah, I guess. I just, uh, I, was, I was picturing, I don't know. I was just picturing a little more, like a little less this heat, I guess. This isn't the CW, Aaron. <laughs> you're this right. You're right. I have been languishing okay. in the CW for too long. <laughs> you're right. All right. <laughs> Dropping to his knees, he pushed her skirt up and parted her thighs. Carmen leaned back yes. on the mirror, eyes closed, one hand clutching uh-huh. his hair as she pressed his face between her legs. She fought to catch her breath, repeating his name over and over until her voice broke on a low moan and she shuddered. He rose and pressed his forehead to hers. They were both breathing hard. She fought back tears. You are breaking my heart, Ashton Suarez. <gasps> Carmen, Victor said softly, I, and then someone knocks on the door. It's like, oh. <laughs> and that's another one of those scenes where she's in her character. Oh, and then yeah. All of a and sudden, then she talks you're about breaking him. my heart, oh, Ashton, Ashton Suarez, Suarez, is her personal inner monologue. And it's just so much. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And that's the end of the show, you guys. Cut. It's a wrap. They get to go other places. And so they're high-fiving the crew and she tells him that she needs him to come to her her hotel room that night. Mm-hmm. And so she puts on a super sexy little sundress. She reminds herself that leading ladies are whole and happy on their own. Mm-hmm. And he shows up and she tells him that they're done. And more than that, she tells him that there's not going to be a season two, even if they renew the show, because she's going to fight it. And he is completely blindsided by mm-hmm. this and totally like brokenhearted personally, totally blindsided professionally. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to sabotage me? Are his mm-hmm. like basic first words to her. And she's like, what? What do you mean sabotage you? This is about me and my choices. And like, why would I put myself through this again with you or whatever? Like, listen, Mm. again, makes total sense for this character. 
Not Peppa moves, no. you know. Mm-mm, no, she's Mm-mm. not actually following her leading lady plan. Even but though it she was killing filming that last sexy episode oh, with him while she didn't know if they were on or off, and she was straddling uh-huh. the line. It it almost killed her. She couldn't do it. She yeah. it, it's it's draining the life from her. And so if she does it a is. whole other season like this, it's going to kill her. She's she not going to do it. She's not going to be able to make Heffa moves <sighs> because her mental health is so destroyed. So I can kind of understand it yeah, in that way that's true sometimes you have to not make a career move because of your mental health and that's okay oh oh most definitely most definitely um so then the scene switches to his perspective and he is panicking and super frustrated he keeps on silencing his phone as he's telling mm-hmm. her like you're sabotaging me how can you do this to me this is supposed to be my yeah, big she's break ruining in Hollywood. his career too that's the thing yeah. is like she's torpedoing all of their careers all of these like right. young actors who are coming up this is like the first like spanglish show on netflix right. that's like i mean th- this is such a groundbreaking show and it gave so many opportunities to so many young actors and now they're getting awards and it's like it's so a many, big fucking so many deal actors. to so many people, and she's going to yeah. fuck it all up. Well, yeah, because the, I mean, it's not only actors, it's like the showrunner yeah. and everybody, the crew, everybody, they've, I think, I mean, my understanding is that they've made, they've made a point to like really, mm-hmm. really top to bottom, all those sideways, like, like cast or I, hire, what's it called? Hire. hire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah, they want to hire or they have hired Latinx people. And so it's a big fucking deal, this show. Yeah, and I just think the actors, because it's, she made really close friends with a lot of yeah. these. These are, these are the side characters, you know, and these are right. her friends. And she's just going to fuck them all up. Yeah, yeah. It's a mess. Completely. So anyway, he's freaking out. And, um, and she's like, you can't even, you're not even paying attention right now during our fight. And so he's like, fucking fine. And so he throws his phone onto the couch and he's like, you really want to do this? Fine, we'll do this. And so they're fighting back and forth. And then there's a call on the hotel landline. And they're mm-hmm. both like, landlines exist? That's <laughs> weird. And so she goes over and it's a call from his dad to him in her hotel room. And so he goes over there. It turns out Yadiel has climbed another thing that he shouldn't be climbing. And he broke his collarbone. He climbed a thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. And he fell I, out of a thing. I missed that he climbed and fell out of a thing. And uh, what I read was he fell down. He tripped and fell. He was walking <laughs> and he tripped and like fell and fell bump. down and he broke his collarbone. And I was like, call family services. Like, that is not something that <laughs> happens to children. I know a lot about child abuse. You don't break your collarbone because you tripped and fell on the sidewalk. Something's happening. Nope. Not that I would ever suspect it from the, this great grandfather. However, from Ignacio? However. No. I hear however, you. However. However. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I'm, I'm glad to know that he climbed up high and then fell. That's he did a, lot a big climb. He did a big eight-year-old climb. Did I All tell right. you the time that I almost had to slap my mother <laughs> because she got my 13-year-old brother? What are those called? It's like a climbing hook, you know, like one of those three-pronged what? situations. Grappling hook? Where you like grappling hook. That's there you the go. one. Yeah. And so my brother has broken multiple bones because my mom got him this goddamn grappling hook and he used it. Mm -hmm. And I just, when I found out he got that for a holiday of some sort, boy, (laughs) boy, she was lucky I was across the country. Oh, all right. Sorry. So anyway, yeah, 
Oh, so then he's like, not only are you sabotaging my fucking career, but you also just sabotaged my family, too. I didn't answer the phone when my dad called. And now I'm not I'm not there. Like, I'm not with my family right now. I'm here with you. It also doesn't make a lot of sense. Because this is her fault. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But it also makes sense from his perspective. You know what I mean? Sure. This book is very well written. Like, this book knows its characters, but this is not the way I would process things, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he says some awful things, and he's like, oof, that his career and his family are the two most important things, and he has she has sabotaged both. He doesn't have time for this. He doesn't have room for her in his life. He doesn't have time for her. And it is a a big oof. Mm -hmm. So then he goes to the hospital and like nobody fucking needs him there. You know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's always been fine. Ashton, you know, I, I don't know. It's this moment where he's like, the dad was like, I mean, I thought maybe for once you'd be able to fill out the insurance paperwork, but you took so long that like I did that anyway. Like, we're cool. We're about to go home. Come on get up like swing your legs over the bed and the kid's like dad look at my cast cool. (laughs) yeah and so ashton says he's going no wait ignacio says he's going back to puerto rico and leaving no not yet oh is it yet i thought it was at the hospital but maybe i'm wrong no no hold on no because then they have the rap party oh and they have to like stand next to each other and all night and be like eh, everything's wonderful mm-hmm. and she has a very hard time and she leaves and then she decides that she is packing her bags she calls her agent and she's like get me back into soap operas i'm going back to la and i'm not doing this ever again and so she packs her bags and she makes a um a plane ticket for the next night right after her abuela's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So she's out. She is toast. She's gone. Done. Not happening anymore. And then his family stages an intervention. And the dad is like, I am going back to Puerto Rico, just like Aaron from Heaving Bosom said. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice little phone convo, and she said that I should have time to spend on my own restaurant and i yes. said aaron thank you i'm yeah. you're right uh-huh. and ashton's like i'll go too right and he's like no you're not going and i'm also leaving your son here and you guys have fun i'm gonna go live my grandpa life now yeah and he's like like what and yadiel looks at him with his big giant brown eyes and he's like daddy I would, or puppy i would love to live with you Ooh. and so that's gonna happen and then his grandparents are going to stay with him part-time, and they're also going to travel around part-time. Mm-hmm. They're going to live their great-grandparent life, and it's going to be great. And then he says to himself, all right, hold on a second. If I'm going to be a family person now, like if I have the freedom to have my family around me and to have those that I love close by, then why not go full tilt? Why not mm-hmm. lean all the way in, as that wise Jump woman said? Over that line. All the way. Draw that circle around. Yeah, that. Yes. That myself. Again, yes. I yes, mean, good job. I gotta bring it back, you know. Yeah, you gotta make that line more twistier and then loop yes. it around. Yeah. yeah, do a little mm-hmm. curve is do all we're curve. saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he decides that he's gonna go get the lady of his dreams. He's gonna go get Jasmine. Well, I meanwhile, though. Oh. 
Meanwhile, though, she has she has connected the dots sometime in here of Yadiel's age, right? And yeah, yes. the stalker times, and she realizes that the stalker, you know, like that, that like it's all tied up, like him keeping right. the kid a secret, plus the stalker and the anxiety and everything. And then she's like, "Oh no, I've been a little unfair to her." Yes, and then yeah. he has also thought in in what you just explained. In realizing all of that, he thinks I, I've been a little bit unfair as well. Right. Because now right. it's all out in the open and nothing bad is going to happen. And, you know, I should have just been more open with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, she has that realization at her at the setup for her grandmother's party because she has a, a big conversation with her cousins where they're like, get over yourself. He didn't do anything wrong, actually. So shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're like putting a tiny suit on Yadiel and getting all dressed up because they're going to go do a big giant gesture, a romantical gesture at a Abuela's birthday to, party. He says to his dad, he's like, I've got to go because I have promised the woman I, I love that I was going to go to yes. Abuela's birthday party. Does he bring his dad too? Do yeah, they all everybody go? Comes. Yeah, they all go. Dad, the whole family. Does the whole the family kind of hit it off with Abuela? Don't they dance and stuff? Grandpa and Abuela? He... No, he dances with Abuela. Maybe maybe oh. Grandpa also dances with Abuela. I think Nasser did too. I don't remember. Anyway, every, it's so great there. It's so, <laughs> it's so great. great at that party. <laughs> so he goes to that party. They all go to that party. And then we get, that's, this is where this beautiful cover is from. Because there's mm-hmm. like magenta and yellow flowers everywhere. This and she's cover wearing this red is dr- this cover. gorgeous. I think it might be the most beautiful book cover I have ever seen. Ooh. You know I'm what? sorry. I think we should, so. That, we should talk about that at our anniversary. That's something okay. we haven't talked about is like best oh. covers. Okay. And it's really well, easy to look at because can, we can just scroll through our Kindles. We can just scroll through. Also, I already have my answer. So good luck with yours. Uh, anyway. I think you should scroll through and look. Maybe <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> Okay, he is looking so hot and sexy in yeah. his blue suit, just like that cover. And, oh, her hair is all like a big flowy, delicious, just like that cover. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sorry. So he shows up at this cover party. No. <laughs> the, the <moment> Grandmother's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> so the it's moment- the launch of this, this great cover. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. So the moment he shows up to this gorgeous venue, Abuela is on the dance floor and sees him and shrieks like a teenager who has seen the Beatles and like rushes at him. Mm-hmm. It is so cute. Mm-hmm. So she comes over and she's like, El Duque de Amor, the, the <laughs> sheriff of my vagina. Like she's really <laughs> excited. <laughs> Somebody write that telenovela right now. Some, some, get a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. The sheriff of my vagina. I can see it in like the curvy letter, like writing it in yes. script. The sheriff of my vagina. Of my vagina. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. So is the sheriff of my vagina. Wow. Yes. All right. So then he does a dance with her and it's a big sweet. And then she is like, I did not think you were coming. And he's like, well, I really want to talk to you. And she says, we got to make the rounds of the family first. 
So he meets her parents and he immediately, just like he planned to, starts talking her up and he's like, I hope you know what a hard worker your daughter is. I hope you know like what an amazing person your daughter is all these things Mm -hmm. how talented of an actor she is oh it's such a big suite and then about an hour and a half later they are done kissing all of her relatives on the cheeks um in the traditional greeting of every family gathering (laughs) and then they go what what was that do you kiss your relatives on the cheeks at family gatherings no but puerto rican families do this is a big oh, plot I didn't point know in that. the book okay all right okay Sorry. oh yeah every time every time i go and see my friend's family it's like it's like everybody gets double cheek kisses. kisses yeah 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 you gotta do it gotta okay do it. all right well anyway i'm glad i've been warned <laughs> to be <laughs> completely honest <laughs> <laughs> well i bet it took longer just because he is a telenovela star but you know mm-hmm. so then he takes her out to a balcony and he just lays it on out there. Yep. He just tells her everything. He's just like, I was a dumbass and I love you and I want to be with you. And I have decided that I'm not going to let stupid celebrity limit me in the way that I have. And she's like, I just realized I'm a dumbass and I'm in love with you and I'm not going to let celebrity limit me in the way that it has. Yeah. 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 And so she looks, he looks at her and he says, would you be okay with dating a man who has a son? And she was like, (gasps) yes, I love Uh kids and I want kids of my own. And I want, I, yes, I love Yadiel is wonderful. And I want to talk to him about Iron Man for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And boy, then they do a big makeout. That's really awesome. Ugh. and then it's the epilogue and they do, they do go to the, and it's a good epilogue. This epilogue is filled with, healthy relationships and uh working your own shit out in therapy on both ends and achieving your dreams this epilogue is about achieving your motherfucking dreams this epilogue the only weird thing about it for me was that whole thing about how kitty sanchez was torturing her for her career it was like <laughs> I here's here's what here's why I liked it a little bit. I did like it. So she sees Kitty Sanchez, the gossip columnist, right. on the red carpet of the Golden Globes, and she's like, "You are you're the, I'm such a big fan of yours. I've been following your right. career since the beginning." And she's just like, "You've terrorized me since right. I for you know by writing about my personal life." And she's like. Basically, I wanted to write stories about the shows and like your right. career and stuff. And so I I feel like this happens a lot with bloggers and gossip, you know, like BuzzFeed, like Reality Steve, yeah. like a lot of these sort and, and like there was like a BuzzFeed-esque sort of thing yeah, in the, Buzz in the book. Yeah, Buzz Weekly. Yeah, Buzz Weekly. That, you know, we're, we're writing about celebrities personal lives or reality stars personal lives because we like them and because we want to follow them without really thinking about how hurtful that is to people's personal lives and careers and and mental health well and one of the things that jasmine says particularly is now that she thinks about it like looking back on the articles that kitty sanchez in particular wrote she did spend a lot of time talking about what jasmine was doing professionally and she has no control over the over the headline. Like, she has mm-hmm. no control over the way that the article is framed. She has no control over the pictures that are included. What the fuck was that? 
<laughs> that was that was a very low flying Alaskan airplane. Oh my god! Did you just get crop dusted? <laughs> that, was, that was a bush plane that has no fucking clue what it's doing. I don't know what happened there. It was so low to the ground. I hope they're okay. Oof. Oh no! <laughs> so loud. Anyway, no, I'm just, it's fine. They just were really low. Yeah, wowza! A lot of a lot of personal like one man planes around here. That's a that's a normal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she realizes like Kitty Sanchez had no control over a lot of things that happened after the article was written, and so she sort of like hugs her and is like, "Thank you for helping to I guess elevate my career," but. I guess I don't remember. So maybe this isn't true. Wasn't it Kitty Sanchez who posted the photos of Yadiel though? Or was that somebody else? Was that just like a tabloid? No. I think that was okay. just a regular tabloid. But okay. it was Kitty Sanchez that had the articles that were like desperate again, you know, like those right. sorts of things. And right. even though it kind of says that she didn't have control over that, I feel like a lot of people who do have control of that write things that they don't think about personally harming others and are yeah. fans of the celebrities uh-huh. that they write about. It made me think of that uh, Nick Vile reality Steve conversation. Did you watch that? Mm, that was insane. Of course I did. Come on. A lot of people thought my boyfriend Nick Vile was <laughs> kind of like not giving him a lot of space, but I thought it was justified. I thought it was a great, great interview. Yeah. Really well done on Nick's part. Yeah, I thought so, too. But people were like, he's a narcissist. and He's not giving him any room to explain himself. And I was like, really, should he? Like, this is this is deserved. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it it reminded me of that. I think that there are a lot like Prez Hilton and a lot of gossip columnists and stuff don't really Mm. think about what they're doing before they start writing. Yeah. Anyway, that's what made me like this little part. Me too. I guess the thing that confused me was that uh, for some reason, I thought that Kitty was the one who also wrote about Yadiel. And so it's possible. I just didn't. I don't know. But I don't think it is because now that I think about it, because I was like, why isn't what's it like? Why is what's his name so forgiving? Ashton should still be fucking pissed. Like, I guess I guess you could make the argument that it all worked out for the best, but still like. I don't know. That seems bad. Anyway. Yeah. So then Ashton's going to therapy for his um, PTSD anxiety situation. She's going to therapy because of the fact that she she feels like she has an over-reliance on outside validation. And it's just wonderful. And they're, they're a healthy power couple who's realizing each other's dreams together. Yes. It's great. She yeah. wrote it. Telenovelas stars uh, secrets revealed sex stalkers and a secret child. The writer Kitty Sanchez. Why did that name yeah. sound familiar? Must have been researching him for some time to uncover everything. So, yeah. I feel like he would still be real mad about that at the red yeah. carpet. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But I guess Kitty Sanchez did great things for their show. So it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Wow, Aaron. This yeah. book. So good. This is a reread. Such a surprise. This is a reread for me. I mean, I guess not such a surprise, but I feel like when there's like a new contemporary and it gets a lot of hype, you're like, okay, I know what this is going to be. Like, it's going to be quick and fun and good. But And it was quick and fun and good, but it was like really good, though. It was like, wow, so good. 
on every level, this thing was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, great. This book was so good. Yeah. Jeez. Alexis, we bow down to you. Yes. Thank you. And also, I really liked her dancing book. What was it called? The, Take the lead. That we read. Take the lead. I really like Take the Lead, but I, I yeah. really, I loved this book. So what I was expecting I was another Take the Lead, which was perfectly enjoyable and good, and we mm-hmm. liked it. But this, I, you know, in like the short amount of time between Take the Lead and this book, I think yeah. her writing has just like skyrocketed. Into I know. And, awesome. and like you said, Take the Lead was good. Yeah. And this is like, holy balls good. Yeah. Whatever you know? you're doing, Alexis, uh, keep doing it. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. And wait, no, I just want to say another thing. Yeah, Do you please. remember this in is Take your the podcast. Lead? <laughs> <laughs> We're only an hour and a half in. We've got we've got an hour to go. That's um, right. I'm just kidding, because we've had really long episodes lately. But do you remember in Take the Lead when she was talking about like I think she was like talking about bringing him home to her family in New York City mm-hmm. to like a gathering or something. Or she was talking about like, oh, I'm going to go home and do like this big family dinner and stuff. And then the book skipped it. Yes. And we were both like, why didn't yeah. why didn't we go home and like make tamales or whatever? Like, I don't remember what the thing was, but they, she was going to go home and there was going to be this cool thing. And we're like, why didn't he go with her to meet her family? Like, mm-hmm. we just wanted those two characters to be deeper and to know their families and like to know right. more about where they come from and like who yeah. they are on like a deep level. And we were like, ah, oh, we wish we would have seen more of that. And like, that's the difference. I and think. man, we got that in this yeah. book. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Boy. I'm done now. <laughs> okay. All right. Aaron, what's your lady love? Tell us all can about I, it. Can I have two? Yes. Guys, of course you can. This week, I mean, you won't hear this until next week, but this current week when I'm talking is Fat Bear Week here in Alaska. Yes. And then we will soon start voting for Fattest Bear on Katmai. So if you feel the need to check out some fat bears, which you should, there are lots of fat bear cameras and the brackets will be coming out soon. Go to, on, on like Facebook, go to Katmai National Park. And check out those fat bears because it is just yeah. like, I love those fat bears. They're so fun. Man. The idea is like they get really fat at the end of the season because they need to like. Because they're going to hibernate. Yeah. And then the second one is that so some friends came over to my house last week specifically to watch Romy and Michelle's high school reunion because my friends at work, we always make this joke about the businesswoman special. Do you know about the businesswoman special from Romeo and Michelle? They go into this diner and they, they're like wearing suits and they want to be businesswomen. So they ask if there's like a business ladies lunch special because they are <laughs> in fact business ladies. And we say it almost every day at lunch um, that we're going to go get a business ladies special. And then we realize none of us have seen Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion for like 10 years. So we yeah. watched it and you guys, it's so much better than you remember it being. It's so oh. good. If you're like our age, if you're like 30s and you watched Romy and Michelle when you like were in high school, uh-huh. it's so much better when you're washed up now and you are, <laughs> you know, like when you're are, you are in like high school reunion times. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is a great movie. Oh, the end. great. That's lovely. All right. I have an unexpected one. Okay. It's going to sound weird coming out of my mouth, but this is what it is. Okay. Four... Five days out of the last week, I have set my alarm 
and I have gotten up an hour before my kids. I've been getting up at like 5.15 and I have been making coffee by my... (laughs) Aaron might be getting some 1 a.m. texts from me because I uh, am the worst. (laughs) Well, me, I've been having a little bit of a hard time um, and I haven't been sleeping very much. So I got what I was, uh, what I thought was like a middle of the night text from Melody because it was my middle of the night. And she, and I was like, go to bed, loser. And she was like, I'm up at 4.30 in the morning to ride my Peloton and drink coffee and be productive. What's your problem? Why are you up at, you know, 1 a.m. on a school like night? That. And then I had to be like, I'm also up early, even earlier than you to ride my Peloton. I get up at 1.30 in the morning so I can get on my Peloton by 2 a.m. to do my workouts. Man, how shameful and awkward for you that you found out that that I'm even earlier in my workouts. Ooh, great cover. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't see through that at all at the no. time. <laughs> you um, <laughs> were you were embarrassed, if anything. <laughs> I was for sleeping I was ashamed. in. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, listener, it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. I know, uh, but man, that hour of mm-hmm. like forcing myself to get the fuck up and make coffee and get on my exercise bike and sweat my brains out. And I did a core workout one day. It's just been so nice. And then the rest of the day feels a lot more, has felt a lot more centered because Mm -hmm. my situation in particular is that if I don't set my alarm and wake up at 5.15 to start my day, then my day starts when Valor wakes up and Michael gets up and goes to get her and brings her into our room because she still nurses in the morning. So if I haven't been waking up to get on the bike and like have some me time, then it really feels like from the moment my eyes open to the moment they close, Mm -hmm. everyone just needs something. All of my Mm -hmm. efforts are for other people. So even if I just like get up to one morning, I got up and I meant to exercise. But what I did instead was like catch up on Heaving Bosoms admin stuff. And that still felt really nice. Like, no, Aaron, I'm not You're hurting that. me. No, I'm just saying, because the other thing is, I kept on telling myself, yeah, I'll exercise when somebody naps or I'll exercise at the end of the day after they go to bed. And it both of those things are just fucking lies. They're just mm-hmm. big old They're giant lies. lies. Anytime you say you're going to exercise at night, it's a lie. Lie. You're lying to yourself. And so... All of a sudden, I blinked and a month had gone by and I had done no physical activity whatsoever. And I was just like, something needs to change because my anxiety has skyrocketed. I can't focus. Like, I I was not okay mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and exercising daily is something that helps me a little bit in that regard. So, yeah. Have some you mm-hmm. time. Carve out some you time at the ass crack of dawn if you have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Anyway. That's my lady love. It's a good one. Okay. All right. Hey, HBs, follow us on the places. You can find us. Man, 
oh man, and there's some shit happening on our website. It's up to date for the first mm-hmm. time in two years. Holy God. And like there's extra tabs. You can find anything you want about heaving bosoms on the website now. <laughs> and it's bananas. And the new merch, the Tee Public merch, right? You yeah. have to go to the website and use that link to go to it. Yes, that's true. Hey guys, if you're going to the Tee Public store, just make it easy for yourself and say heavingbosoms.com and go to merch. Like it's right there on our page. Just go to that merch link, hit that merch link from our website, and then go to T Publix. And it you're going to see all the new merch. Yes, we have so many new merches and they are gorgeous. Awesome. But yeah, on Instagram is at heaving bosoms, Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. You can find us on Facebook. There's both the Geriatric Friendship Cult and our page. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And we're doing takeovers now. We're offering yeah. takeovers to people on our Instagram. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And yay! So anyway, yay. keep being a badass. Love yourself as much as you love a huge perky boob in a romper. Brawless. Yeah. You know who loves that the most? Huh? The Sheriff of My Vagina. Ah! No, that's a better one. Damn it. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> the sheriff of my vagina. Damn it, you win. That's the one. All right. All right. Love you tons. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.